Blog Talk Radio. everyone. This is Billy Jones, author of Everyday Folks Books and the creator of Everyday Folks Radio. Today is June 19, 2016, and happy Father's Day to all the fathers or those who are out there who serve as in father roles or capacities. This is a special day for you. I hope you are spending the time with your families and significant others. Thank you to all of you who continue to support Everyday Folks as we continue to expand our family. Just two days ago, the girls of Daily Dose of K-Pop continued to grow with listenership, and their show, Daily Dose of K-Pop, airs every other Friday here on Everyday Folks Radio. Tune in for more exciting shows and information from this exciting quartet. In addition, special shout-out to Anike Madison, who is the host of Journey into Passion. Anike continues to bring us new shows, and inspirational moments with individuals who are working and, and, and working towards their passion. Tune in this upcoming Saturday, June 25th, for the next segment of her show at 2 p.m. Eastern, Eastern Standard Time. And this, this past week has been very, very trying for many individuals in Orlando and to all the families who will have lost uh, uh, loved ones in various capacities, Everyday Folks family salutes you, and our hearts and prayers go out to you in this time of need. For those who would like to support the efforts of those families and any of the efforts that are taking place nation, if not internationally, for the, for, the, for the victims, I'll be placing a link on my page that will allow you to tune in and support those respective families. And June 11th, last Saturday, I had the pleasure of hosting the 2016 Distinction Star Awards Ceremony. And you also had the pleasure of meeting the president, national president of the Distinction Society, Nikosi Samuel, who, by the way, was just a wonderful guest and even more so a phenomenal introducer at that event. Congratulations to the eight members and to the National Distinction Society for its continued success. Today's show is a little different. Instead of having traditional interviewees with various questions and topics, Today is a Q&A time. It's been about six months. It's been over six months since we started the show, and this is a great opportunity for you, my listeners, to learn a little more about me and to hear, hear, hear some of the questions that fans email or call in with. And joining me today in the studio is my brother from another mother, Brother Reese Monkey from Distinction Society, who will be reading the questions and comments that came in from various listeners over the past six months. Brother, you want to say anything to everyone? Hello and good afternoon. I'm very, very pleased to be here today. Happy Father's Day to everybody across the nation, across the world. I'm ready to get a show on the road. And so for those of you who'd like to speak to us, my call-in line is still open. The number is 347-539-5372. Again, that is 347-539-5372. And and if you'd like to email your questions, comments, or requests during this segment, you may still do so at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. Again, that's everydayfolks, 
Listen at gmail.com. Brother Reese Monkey, what's the first question? Sydney from New York City, New York, asks, why did you start Everyday Folks Radio? Good question, Sydney. I started Everyday Folks Radio as an attempt to rebrand my book label in a whole new way. So the first book of Everyday Folks came out in 2004, and it's garnered lots of success, over half a million copies sold worldwide. It's been a while since I've reintroduced a new segment or series or follow-up to each other post. So I thought that using Everyday Folks' this blog radio platform would be a great way to bring in new listeners, especially those who are of the millennial generation, and as well as to give an opportunity for those who are continued followers and supporters of my work a chance to come back home and to see what I'm doing and to also connect more openly with me. So the dialogue that I provide here on a weekly basis provides that. Thank you very much for that question, by the way, Sydney. Next question, brother. Robert from Atlanta, Georgia. When did you decide to become a writer? Why do you write everyday folks' books? Good question. I write because I I love human expression, and I've always been fascinated with with writing, Robert, since I can recall the age of 9 or 10 when I truly began to realize that I had a knack for language. And so I became a writer because I love the human experience, and I love the opportunity to share about that human experience with the world, even if it's experiences that I cannot personally personally relate to. I'm just fascinated with the stories that people give me or provide to me, sometimes without even, without even um, asking. And those stories, I learn from each and every one, whether they be good or bad. And I, why do I write Everyday Folks books? Well, because it's fun. And I feel that Everyday Folks is a unique brand. There is no other book in the world doing what I do, I can honestly say. And even though compared to others who are mainstream top 5% A-list, I hope to get there one day with all of the listeners' support and any other soon-to-be supporters of everyday folks. But I write because I write them because people who are everyday individuals who don't get a chance to get recognized deserve a platform to be heard. Good question. What else you have for me? Raymond from Atlanta, Georgia. You have been teaching for a long time. What do you enjoy most about your career? Ooh. Well, Raymond, I'll say this. I've been teaching this fall with Mark 21 years. I start year 21. So it's been a solid 20 years as of a week ago it finished. And I I teach because I enjoy it. It is what I chose to do at much much of the dismay of my family at the time when I first intended to be or was destined to be a journalist. I wanted to find a field that allowed me to utilize all of my talents and resources while I chose being an educator. And I, what I enjoy most is that I get to effectuate change in people in ways that, that I knew I know I can't do in other fields, and I can be me. I'm able to share all of me, bring in my own personal and, and as well as other professional experiences into learning environments. The goal is to keep it, keep it student-centered. So I enjoy teaching. I just feel that it allows me to use, utilize every part of my being I'm able to showcase it in the classroom. Maria from Miami, Florida. How do you choose your guests for your show? Good question, Maria. So, so guests come in various forms. 
at this stage of the show, we of the programming, I've taped about, including today, close to 30 episodes. So probably the 29th or 30th episode. And now because each of those interviewees bring a listenership of their own supporters, when those folks listen, they often reach out to me and they'll ask. So many of my, 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 my guests are now coming in as referrals. And others are still on my to-do list of my personal interests. So initially I look for individuals to have an interesting story. It doesn't matter what their industry is. It doesn't matter where their, their status is in their career. They have to be dynamic. It always makes the interview a lot more exciting when they're very communicative in their speech. But I'm looking for individuals who just have a, a unique and compelling story and an everyday story perhaps that may be common to all but not to few. And so I look for individuals who just represent that. And believe it or not, many of the, all the individuals who I've interviewed have truly represented both historic and present, the types of characters I like to write about in everyday folks. So for those of you who are listening right now, this is a Q&A session. Call-ins are always appreciated. You may call us at 347-539-5372, or you can email me at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. Again, that is everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. So I have a question for you, Brother Reese Monkey. So Reese Monkey actually is an educator as well. And let's take that question and spin it on you. So why did you choose going into the career of education? I I was very glad uh, uh, and very um, lucky to have received the education that I received through the Miami-Dade County Public School System. And I've always felt that I wanted to give back to the community that gave so much to me and, and prepare me for the, the future that I have and the career that I have. And I I always felt that going into education, you can meet so many wonderful people. You can meet so many wonderful individuals and perhaps make their life a little better or, you know, pretty much uh, effectuate change in their life in a way that, you know, I wouldn't be in another career. And I was very, very glad, and I'm very glad and very pleased that I chose this career and it's a rewarding career every single day that I am in the classroom, in and out of the classroom. And it's very rewarding to have students to come in day to day on a daily basis telling me how much they appreciate and how much they enjoy being in my class. And even after graduation, they still keep in touch and they still, I, I enjoy very much seeing them being productive members of our society and giving back to the community as well. Awesome. And I hope you realize that, for those of you who are listening, a lot of our listeners may see that there's a trend. Those, not the majority, but a portion of the interviewees have been on the show have been educators. But that's not necessarily the case when you look at the bigger scheme of things. But I have to operate with what I know. So I'm not ashamed to say that I have educators because we make things happen. So I'm glad you're here with me. Thank you, brother. What is the next question? All right. Maria from Florida, Florida. How do you choose your on-air personalities? What qualities do you seek? So if you're interested in being an on-air personality for everyday folks, I look for someone who has a unique character and also a unique spin or topic. I want someone who stands out beyond the rest. And so I'll use an example. I'll use Anika Madison. When Anika and I first met, I knew instantly when I spoke to her, I loved what she was about. And she had a very impressive, individualized brand, something no one else was doing. 
And then not on top of that, her voice, having good diction was, was so important. I just felt that it made a great recipe for an opportunity for show, which now she's on her fourth episode this coming Saturday. It's just growing and growing. I'm also looking at individuals who are just inspired with going on, becoming an individual of, of great purpose. And if you're looking to grow, especially my students, I use this as a platform, which leads me over to the Daily Dose crew. Most of the girls who are in the Daily Dose team are former college students of mine. Some of them are interested in majoring in journalism, while others are just interested because they're interested in the topic of K-pop. And so I look for a different person with a different span and a knack. And it's hard to really say how you, or to illustrate how that's done. I'll know in my in my, my heart and in my gut when they speak in, in concert, I'll know if that individual is for this opportunity. And so if you're ever interested, near or far, if you're interested in being part of the show, um, especially with that question, Maria, you're welcome to hit me up and we can have an offline conversation pertaining thereto. Chris from Hollywood, Florida. What types of writing do you enjoy creating? I love writing short stories. Short stories are, are fascinating to me, which is hence the reason why everyday folks the compilation of, of short stories exists. I'm also interested in uh, poetry. I'm writing a, short, a poetry book on the various historic sites of South Florida. And I'm most def- also definitely interested in a novel. I've not ever written a novel, now that I think about it, because I have the capacity to do so. So most definitely I'm also interested in doing that. And lyric poetry as well. I like to write songs, which also falls in the line of poetry, too. And anything else that comes to technical writing, I'm a researcher in academic writing, so I write tons of that stuff all the time. But the creative prowess of what my creative writing brings of everyday folks is truly what makes me feel good and break away from the monotony of my my day. All right. Larry from Port uh, Port St. Lucie, Florida. I'm thinking of becoming a writer. What are the steps I should take? Oh, stop or steps? Oh, I think he said stop. Yes, he did. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it should he be did. steps. It was a tackle. I'm, I'm apologizing. No, it was no, steps. Exactly steps said. or stops. <laughs> you know, when we were preparing this script, Street Monkey, we, the list, we take things as they are. We verbatim. Try, verbatim. Verbatim, brother. So what we see is what we see. And Larry, uh, if you're listening, here, this is for you. So how do we choose, I mean, how do you become a, what are the steps? The first step is to write and to write often. Many people think that just because I write it, other people are going to naturally read it. There are over 20,000 books that come out per month, over 20,000 books a month. Add that and you total the number for the year, you can get an astronomical number. And so I always tell individuals who are passionate about writing, write and write often, one. Two. Be immersed in a community of other writers. If you're not, if you're writing in isolation, it's fine, but you should get feedback and support from other individuals who are doing what you do and being open or receptive to that feedback. Most of the feedback is really positive because the goal is to help you grow. But the funny thing about writing is that it's quite subjective, so you can take the feedback as you may. Thirdly, if you haven't done so already, make sure that you are good on your, your, your grammar and mechanical skills a lot of individuals, when they write works, they think that the editor is going to fix their grammar. 
And good writers have a strong command of grammar and mechanics. Those things are automatically in their repertoire of skills. If you're if if, if you're riddled with those kind of challenges, I don't. I I have to be honest. I don't know if one can go far with it. You have to have an innate ability to command language using the fun, the foundations of mechanics and 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 grammar, and also being able to deviate from them because we do have this poetic license where we can break the rules in creative writing. But still, we need to know what the rules are. And then lastly, if you're when it's time to publish, the publishing part, there's so many options up there today. So I have to go through the traditional writer, writing a, a, a query letter, sending in a test chapter, or going the self-published route. I've done both and had great success with both. The goal here is to write first and, and write often and get people to give you some feedback on what you're doing. And type your work. Do not committed to a spiral notebook because I know some writers who like to do that. I like to type my stuff now because later you're going to have to transfer it anyway. No one's going to type that for you unless you're going to pay someone to do so. Priscilla from Miami, Florida. Of all the guests you have interviewed, who has been your most favorite? Ooh. Ooh la la, Priscilla. Hot seat, hot seat. So I have to share with you, I can't say I've had a guest that was more, more favorite than another. I will say that I've had guests who've been more um, unique and compelling. And if I had to say out of my guests who've been the most unique and compelling, that is those who, have, who I feel were, not only were they great guests, but they also, I think, would personally have a great show. One is Anika Madison because since the conversation, she now has her own show. I think that she was one of my most favorite, favorite and just one of my most favorite people anyhow. Another individual who I think is, um, another great interviewee was Dr. Adrika Richardson. I thought she was very, very good. A lot of my guests who called in that day or emailed her, they they want to sit on her couch. And so I'm, I was just so floored by what she offered. She needs her own show, honestly. And also, I would say, I can, I, I'm going to be biased and say Kip Johnson because Kip and I always have fun together. Kip is just madness. He's fun. She makes things happen, whether it be through black tongue clothing and, and the like, I have to say her. And I also say, you know, Sylvia, Sylvia and Adolfo, Chicken and Wooster, they were so much fun, and I thought they were fun. Even, I, I keep looking back on our list, and I'll add one other couple, Justin and Cindy. They were so much fun. The couples I've had on this show have been the most amazing. I really, really enjoyed them, and I had some of the strongest feedback with their listeners, with their with their engagement. Good question. All right. Marcos from Miami, Florida. I'm having difficulty deciding which career path I want to take. What are your recommendations? So, Marcos, here's my first question. The question I ask my students all the time when they're trying to choose a major in college. What are your talents? Show me your talents or describe them. Know what they are and operate in them. So if your question then, if your answer then leads you to the question is, I don't know what my talents are, how can you help me? Then that's a bigger concern. So first, know what your talents are. What are your talents and what are you good at? And then secondly, find a career path, whether it be professional or or, or career technical, that will align itself with those options. I knew at a young age I loved writing. I started to immerse myself at a young age, and my mother and my grandparents influenced me heavily to stay in the path of journalism and writing. 
that has afforded me what I have today. However, some individuals don't have that luxury, so I, I, I respect where, where you may or may not be. But what I say to you is to find a career that you're, that, you're, that you're interested in that aligns with your talents and resources and explore it. If you're interested, interested in being a psychologist, think of waiting until their senior year to do the internship to find out whether or not they want to be a psychologist. Why not shadow right now? Reach out to someone, speak to someone who you may have in field, or connect with someone at a college or directly to the office and share with them that you're interested in the follow-up and see what that may lead you. If you are a college student, you're automatically at an advantage because you can speak to your professors or if you're a K-12 student. Speak to your teachers who can help serve as a bridge to those opportunities. But early connections is key. And if you, because it's worse that you get in a field you hate. I know folks who are in various fields who they don't like, whether it be in education, law, medical, and they did it for other reasons. Well, if they had early exposure to it, they may have had an early awareness of if this could have worked for them or not. So I encourage you to definitely explore your talents and resources to, and connect into a career path that will be most consumable for you. Before we read the next question, I just want to remind a few of you that our show today is actually 45 minutes. And so if you have any call-ins that you'd like to offer me, we're here at 347-539-5372. I'll repeat it one more time, 347-539-5372. And your comments are welcome and requests via email at everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. That is everydayfolkslisten at gmail.com. Here's a comment actually commenting, Brother Grease Monkey, from Anike. Congratulations on your six, on your six months, your six months beginning on the blog radio. Thank you, sister. Where do you see everyday folks going in the next few years? That is a very good question. Everyday folks, I would hope, would become, am I looking to make this national empire? Well, obviously that would be great, but it's not necessarily that, that it will become a household name and product that connects with every publishing work and industry that connects with it, that provides a form of a myriad of shows and interests that represents all generations and nations. And I'm very excited to say that in the next five years, it will be my hope that our programming will be robust and that our Everyday Folks book brand as well will, will have been effectuated in growth as a result of the storyline. Story I definitely want to see a continuation and a reach out of a variety of shows that we continue to flourish with here as well. There is another question or comment coming in, Brother Grace Monkey, and this is from Kip. Have there been any experiences in your professional life as a professor that has helped you become a better person in your private life? Great question, Kip, and, and absolutely the answer is yes. There have been experiences, there are times when you, you never know how any day is going to work out. You could have a script or a lesson go one way and it goes another. In my administrative era, I had days that I thought were already rehearsed with a healthy agenda, but then they got scratched because of some other catastrophic, catastrophic event. What I say to all that is there have been some experiences. I'll, I'll give you an example. A time in which I lost students, um, those, no, one, no education prepares you for the death of a student. And I can recall very well being transformed by those experiences and making me reflect more deeply on the types of learning and the level of in-tunedness, I just created a word, that I keep with my students so that if something's coming up, I'm able to help them before the peril arrives. And I've had students from, from dying natural causes to suicide. 
and each of those experiences have have made me a better not only a better professor but a better human being more compassionate and being more concerned with others versus my own issues. Because at the end of the day, when I walk across that threshold in the classroom, I'm there to serve other people and not just my own personal agenda. And so that was a very good question. Brother Reese-Monkey, what else do you have? All right. Nigel from Orlando, Florida. If you could have chosen another career, which will it be? Ooh. Oh, Nigel, I would have chosen, hmm, I probably would have been definitely a journalist. I, I definitely, full-time, I would have done journalism. I do it now, obviously, on Blog Talk Radio part-time. I would have done that. I also would have considered being a lawyer. That was something at one time I was very fascinated with doing. Or I would have been a vocal major because I love music and I also love um, engaging in that regard. So I definitely would have been a vocal major in that regard and, and, hon- and honed in on my talents as a singer. All right. Nicole from Florida, Florida. What do you enjoy about what do you enjoy doing in your spare time? Well, I love Is there downtime? <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy reading. I like to get out and get out of you know, travel here and there. I enjoy spending time with family and friends. I enjoy cooking for them. I enjoy quality time, just having a Netflix and chill moment. I think the older I get, the more I realize I just, I'm in the public domain so much that when I get in my private life, I just want to chill. And so I enjoy doing that. I'm a work in progress. I'm on my Get Signed tour, dear Nicole. So as I continue to do that, that means I need to hit the gym more often. So I am constantly working on improving my physical health as well as my mental health. And I'm also actively involved. I do, I am part of a a couple of book clubs as well. So I do enjoy being in a community of other intellects as it pertains to reading and sharing in that regard. All right. Brittany in Norfolk, Virginia. What do you like to read? When do you find time to write? I write from morning to dusk whenever I have a breathing moment, and I schedule time to write during the week at different intervals of the week. Well, I like to read everything. I, I'm, as I said before, I'm in a book club, and, and I, we've been together for six years now, and we've read over 50 books. So we read everything from historical fiction to smut to graphic novels to uh, poetry. You name it, we've done it. And so I'm very open and eager to any type of reading that, that speaks of the human experience. So if you have a, Brittany, if you have a recommendation, I always recommend recommendations from, from my listeners as well, if you're a member of a book club, I'll be happy to share my list with your list so that way we're able to overlap and share and, and explore other literary greats. All right. Michael from New York City, New York. When does your book come out, and where can I get it? So thanks, Michael, for the question. Spring 2017 is the, the target season. I don't have a final date yet. But a target season between now and next year this time, Everyday Folks Volume 2 will have been released officially in the digital and print world, as well as had a book release for me here in my hometown, of which the book represents. Also, you can get the first installations of Everyday Folks on Amazon, on Barnes & Noble, wherever books are sold. And you may visit my webpage, Billy Paul Jones, www dot Billy Paul Jones for more information about the book 
and a little a little book hook, if you wish, about it too. Jerome from Trenton, New Jersey. What can we expect in your new book? So, Jerome, in this next book, every story that I've written in this next book is absolutely true. And either it was something I experienced or something that someone has told me in the confines of my home or me hanging with them, what have you. So I will tell you that even though it's fiction, it's all true. So anonymity is key, and I kept the names of folks hidden or obscured for that space, that purpose. Above all, the stories themselves seem to branch out in some other areas that I haven't done so. For instance, LGBT, L, LB, what am I missing the acronym? LB, G, wait, LGBT. LGBTQ. Q-I-Z-F-A-B-C. <laughs> there are a couple of stories that pertain there, as well as stories that hit on some feminist, feminist views, as well as some things that hit from inner city. So we're not we're moving out of the subs here, and we're really trying to capture all those South Florida types of individuals as best I can. But that's not my intention. But I'm trying to get a better scope of people who represent South Florida. Um, Simone from Miami, Florida. How do you manage your time to host a show? Is it costly? It is costly. I'll, and, and the whole adage about business is true. In order to make money, you have to spend money. Uh, so there is a, 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 a nominal fee that I dedicate out of my own personal funds to keep everyday folks going. But it's not about that. But I will say that how do I manage my time? I manage it by great scheduling systems. For those who are, anyone who knows me, I'm highly organized. I, I use my technology to the fullest to keep things organized and in place. So that way we're able to, so that way I'm able to stay centered and controlled I use Outlook on my calendar and, 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 and Microsoft. Whatever it is that I can do, I'll use it in order to stay true, even using sticky notes to remind myself and a whiteboard in my personal office at home to keep up with the latest things that are going on. So I have constant reminders. I'm pretty organized, and I, and I even with my writing, pretty disciplined. All right. Rodney from Savannah, Georgia. Have you considered hosting a live feed of your show where people can see you? Yes, Rodney, I have considered that. In fact, my intention is to explore that within the next six months with, with, with technology and the like. So we're going to be looking at options of that way, of that way and in that means. Also, looking at other ways in which we can inspire and bring other people into. Who knows? You'll be able to watch everyday folks or periodically, if not frequently and as well as hear me on the radio for those who are interested. So that should be very, very, very exciting. And that also includes other shows that are on our programming. As I test that out and pilot it, most definitely that would also impact the programming formats of other shows that are under the FDA folks brand. All right, we have an international question. Diane from Toronto, Canada. You mentioned that you've been to Canada to promote your book years ago. Would you consider doing that in your next book tour? Dion, Diane or Dion? Dion. Dion. Um, excellent question. First of all, back in 2005, I was in Toronto. I had great success. I had about 2,000 people at this auditorium there to see me. It was my first. I was younger. I was new to the industry in terms of, of, of that type of exposure. 
And it was so much fun to have a book hook and to do a signing of that magnitude. I will forever be grateful for how Toronto has treated me. Having said that, Dion, uh, yes, the next book is coming out. Uh, it, 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 obviously, many of my supporters received the book in America through Barnes & Noble or Amazon and things like that. But also, I just got a recall from my publisher last week about Indigo. And Indigo is a is the big bookseller equivalent to Barnes & Noble, but all across Canada. And so my book should be printed and distributed through the e-portion and platforms, uh, printed print-wise through Indigo as well in the next year. So I'm really excited about that. All right. Denver from Boston, Massachusetts. Have you considered collaborating with any of your guests on future projects? Oh, great question. Yes, I have. In fact, I'll use one. My dear friend Kip and I, in addition to supporting, I have a page on my blog, on my webpage that says that the menu page that says one supporting. I do have a page on there where I not only post their stuff so that folks can stay in touch with them, but I do have conversations afterwards about possible collapse. Kip, for instance, in addition to being one of her uh, unofficial folk models <laughs> for her T-shirt, I also am co-authoring a book with her. And we're not going to release the title yet, but we'll just say this. It's something that will be consumable and well-needed, especially for the common individual. So we'll be, look out for that in the next year or two. <clears throat> but we are co-authoring a book together. And as well as through other individuals, I'm always collaborating with with Anike, for instance. I mentioned Sylvia and, and, and Adolfo, who were interviewees uh, a few weeks ago, if not a couple months ago, and they may be coming on the show looking at doing some other research interests with Dr. Edrica Richardson, for instance. So there are many. There are so many avenues. The only issue is time. I only have so much of it. But I am, and I do continue to see how we can collab and grow together as professionals in various capacities. All right. Natasha from Sacramento, California. Have you considered hosting live shows? like a talk show format with a live audience? Well, thank you, Natasha. Natasha, actually, up until a couple of years ago, I had hosted a show on local television here. It was called Ready, Set, Prep through Miami Day College, and I had an eight-year run, over 60 episodes success, and I hosted a show. Um, there, were t- uh, there was an audience, for the most part. It was taped live, um, and, and it was a great opportunity. Having said that, is that something I'd like to do in the future? Absolutely. Who knows what would happen with the Everyday Folks Radio Network? I would like to have some local hosts. Well, actually, once the book is out and well saturated, it'd be a great opportunity to have that type of format and to bring some of the guests who I've spoken to on air to bring them live to an audience that would be very interested or engaged with conversations with with them. So definitely something on the on the horizon. Can't give you a set date yet, but I will say that you're thinking in, on the same path as I am in terms of. All right. Ted from Jacksonville, Florida. What do you think of today's politics? What is your political affiliation? Ooh. Ooh. Oh, well, Ted, I am proudly safe. Um, I am open to all, but I, I'm open to all views. And, but I stoutly say when I was in college, I was president of a college Democrat. And I've always stood in that democratic principle. However, I'm open. I have friends on both sides of the fence who are nonpartisan, 
it, I don't care who you are, as long as you have, have as long as you cast a vote. In, in the wake of what's going on today, I will say that I'm, I'm excited and concerned for various reasons of what the political atmosphere looks like. And I'm concerned above all that as I mature in age, I want to see more of my generation back in the game, making sure that we're effectuating change. So whether it be coming out of the polls or running for public office, I think people are more fearful today. And I think also, too, that people have lost sight of what it means to stand and hold the highest honor in America as the nation's president. I don't care what gender, what race, what color, or sexuality you are to hold that post. Just be someone who is honorable and true and represents the represents all. Now, Donald from Tallahassee, Florida, possible to fall out of love with someone you've known for a long time? Well, Donald, I think that is a great question for Dr. Drew Richardson. <laughs> Having said that, though, and I appreciate your reaching out to me, I would say if you get to that point where you're not communicating with someone, that reminds yourself, number one, why it is that what brought you together the first time. And when was that? And why was that connection so significant? And over years, people grow and people change. But they, I don't think they change as much as modify their behaviors and personalities. So if you find yourself falling out of love with someone or you know someone who's in that situation, the first step is open communication. It's not fair to the other person, and it's surely not fair to you. And these, these feelings are remaining covert. It's important that you open up and be truthful. And also, if, if you're willing to make it work, then that's, that should be the focus. You're not planning for the end, but instead for a new beginning. And remember your list of non-negotiators. What are the things, though, that are not up for compromise for you when you're looking for a significant other? Did you compromise any of those things when you're looking for that person? And if you did, at what cost? Because we all sometimes, you can't let your guard down. If you say that you want someone who's not a smoker, or you want someone who just has a decent income, doesn't matter where, then did you decide to let one of those guards down and compromise on someone who smokes a lot because is unemployed and not for, you know, you know, life reasons but for their own choices? And so you've got to take a look at yourself and look at the types of things that you're attracting and that you find attractive in someone else. And once you start discovering that, you've got to know who you are, but you've got to communicate with people. It's not nice to leave people on, not nice to leave yourself on, and surely not to be nice to leave the other person on. And you don't want to catch people off guard. People have a right to know how they feel and how you feel about them. Now, Carlos from Washington, D.C. sent us a very, very short question, but a very interesting question. It says, how do you stay happy? <laughs> I stay happy by, I like, there, there's two things, and I'm going to quote my dear friend Kip, because, you know, she's so, such an inspiration to me. One, don't mess with my, and she says this, and I agree, don't mess with my food and don't mess with our sleep. <laughs> Two, surround yourself with people who are going to uplift you and help you grow. Because if you're not going to help me grow, then you have to go. And then also, make sure that you're doing and spending time doing the things that are most valuable to you. For me, it is to write, spend time with my family, my significant other, travel, it's really that simple, and it may not cost a whole lot. And above all, just being honorable to myself and true. I feel I'm in a good place in my life, in this now quarter of my life. I want to know that every decision I make is going to benefit uh, tomorrow, but it's also going to satisfy me, not just professionally, but emotionally and personally. And so I stay happy by doing that. 
actually grounded in a in my own belief system, and I, I I serve a lot in the community too. When you serve others, you get a chance to see, you get to reflect on your own life and see where you're at. And I am very valuable and grateful that I'm able to do that with other people. Well, the the following statements are comments rather than questions that have been sent for by, by listeners over the last few months, and one of them. It says, a comment from Michelle in Miami, Florida. Keep up the good work. Each show gets better and better. Well, thank you, Michelle. I appreciate that love and support. I'll be honest, I was a tad nervous the first few shows. But now as I have gotten comfortable again being at the mic again, I feel that I'm in a good place and I created a good rhythm for what I do. So thank you for your support in acknowledging the growth here because that is the key here, to keep growing and moving forward. The train surely has left the station, and I'm glad that you're riding it with me. We have another comment from Drew in Miami, Florida. Okay. Good work, PJ. Your shows keep on growing. Well, I appreciate the growth and love, Drew. Drew, I appreciate you. And I will also say that I grow by the people who I engage with, too. I learn, as I said previously, I learn from every interviewee. I have a golden moment, like Scarlett, who was my dear high school peer, who is in remission from cancer. Her story inspired me. I appreciate that moment. And so I thank you so much for acknowledging much the same as the previous comment from Michelle, the growth that we have at Everyday Folks. We got another comment from Consuelo in Richmond, Virginia. Good show. I like listening. Thank you, Consuelo, and thanks for wrapping up in, in Virginia. The show that we do here, it's nice to hear that we have people who are outside of the Miami and South Florida region who listen, and we've had listeners who come from California, from Texas. I think we had a Nebraska who called in, definitely New York is repping, and, of course, Canada. So it's nice that we're now hitting these national and international territories, and that's because of your continued support. We have another comment from Cynthia in Miami, Florida. Good show. I always try to listen to your show weekly. Thank you, Cynthia. And I will say that our show comes on every, my show most of the time comes on every Saturday, I mean Sunday, at 3 p.m. for an hour. There have been talks of extending the show to 90 minutes. There have been talks to making it two hours. But nonetheless, the goal here is to continue to provide as often as I can a platform. Now, there are occasions. I'll be honest. I take shows every single Sunday except for two this year. Every that is true. Sunday. That is and true. that one was Mother's Day and then last Sunday. I thought last Sunday was Father's Day, so I was going to give time off for that. So it's all good, and I was able to do that. There will be another time when the show won't run, which will be on July 10th because I'll be out of town and I won't be making it back in time. But definitely my goal is to continue to bring shows, whether it be from DJ Speaks to Daily Dose of K-Pop or from Journey into Passion. We have your weekend line up, and it, there is, we're hot. We're happening all the time, especially on the weekend portions of the week. So for those of you who have been listening, I want to first thank you for, for doing so. Thanks for this Q&A session. It's a great time for you to learn more about what I do and the questions that you see. That was the sum. I want to I want to thank Brother Grease Monkey for being with me today. Wasn't he an awesome co-host? <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you. I enjoyed my time here very, very much. I look forward to being on the show again. Loved it. I have to share this with you. Brother Grease Monkey is sitting here because he has this tendency of having to keep himself distracted. He's drawing cats and coloring in letters and things on his script. 
But above all, <laughs> he's keeping us keeping me excited. So I want to send a shout out to him. I want to send a shout out to his cat, Sheba. And, and you know, Sheba, although she she doesn't listen, but I know she's here in spirit. She is. She is. <laughs> she's very close by. <laughs> and for those of you who are who who are going to continue to support us, which I know will be all of you. Tune in next week at 3 p.m. for another exciting round of BJ Speaks and Interview With, and as well as this coming Saturday on the 25th of June at 2 p.m., Anike will be returning for another segment of Journey into Passion. And for those of you who haven't done so already, take a time take time to donate to the victims of Orlando tragedies. There are a host of opportunities to do so. I'll be providing a couple of links on my on my blog and on my radio show. Until next week, I want to say thank you for listening. This is is BJ, the author of Everyday Folk, signing out. I'll see you soon. Take care.